Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uctana, and today we'll be walking through how to manifest things consciously utilizing your Akashic Room. I know people associate the term dreams with the happily ever after things they want out of life. But dreams also include solving the big pain points, such as being able to afford a house or even a bigger apartment in a better neighborhood, or being able to help those we love out of difficult situations. They can be about helping solve conflicts which can be violent, or forming unions at work, or even getting legislation passed. Dreams come in all types, sizes, and from the most simple and personal to the most complex. No matter what the dream, project, goal, or plan, Using the Akashics is a powerful tool at your disposal to bring it from a desire into a reality. People sometimes approach the manifestation process as if the world is all raw material and they're an artist who can make anything from it they wish. You know, just focus hard enough, keep the right mindset, know what you want is already happening and it will. These are of course components of what needs to happen to manifest something. But anyone who has been in rush hour traffic can attest to the fact the world is not raw material waiting to do our bidding. Unless our bidding is to be cut off, watch angry people glare at everyone else, and see rude hand gestures of various descriptions. However, each of us is an agent of change and creation entering into intimate connection with the manifested world. Neither we nor the world around us is in complete control of the situation. But instead, if we're aware of each other, the music, and the moment, we can fully participate becoming dancers weaving the universe into being through their dance. Discussions about manifesting often focus on the process as a choice or an act of will. However, we're manifesting ourselves into being in each moment. It's an autonomic function of our being just like our heartbeat. We're always reaching for or being fed Akasha in its purest form. From our soul book, our higher self or both, we're receiving a stream of Akasha in every moment of every day. Some of it we use as life force to run our bodies, some to get us through the day, and some to help us heal and rejuvenate through the night. It's the second wind which gets us through the tough times, the warmth which spreads through us at the sight of our best beloved, and the strength which rises up to help us say no. Akasha runs through us like a slow-moving river, from the top of our head through our fingertips, from our third eye to the tips of our toes. As it flows through us, the Akasha is changed, transmuted, and formed by who we are and what we do, part of it going out into the world through our words and actions. We can also utilize this Akashic flow to support our conscious manifesting efforts. To do this requires we focus our efforts upstream, to the Akashics ourselves via our Akashic room. In the Akashics, each person has their own personal room. For my students, This is the first room you enter when going into the Akashics for the weekly meditation. If you've not yet started my Akashics Level 1 course, you can find more information about it on my website at www.akashicreading.com slash akashic-record-level-1. I'll leave a link in the podcast description. In your Akashic room, there will most always be a table. Usually, although not always, This table will be a dining room size with chairs around it. This is the perfect space to work. When you arrive, like always, you should first take stock of the room in its entirety. 
The room is you and reflects who you are in the moment and things which are important for you to know, learn, and become. If you're working with the room quite a bit, it's good to just note what's changed, if anything. If you haven't spent time in your room before, take time to explore as facets of it might enlighten you or inform the manifestation process. Once you've taken everything in, go to the table, hold the energy of your project in your mind, then cup your hands in front of you like you were scooping up water. An object will start forming. You'll feel the weight of it and the size before you get a clear visual of what it is. It may be small and fragile or large and unwieldy. Whatever it is, once you have it, set it in the center of the table. For example, if you're trying to manifest a new house, then you'll get a scale model of the house. Trying to manifest a new career, you'll get a model of the workspace, the company building, or a symbolic item of the job. Want a new car? There'll be a model car. Now that you have the first item, feel how it feels. More than likely, it'll feel as if things have gotten started, but there'll be a nagging feeling of something being missing. This leads to the next step, listing. Start listing the qualities or aspects it needs to have. For instance, if a job needs to provide you with a certain salary or benefits or both, then cup your hands and feel this component of the project forming there. It could be a dollar bill, euro, or pound. It could be a gold coin. Whatever it is, take it between your hands and stretch it until it's the size you want. I recommend you start with it being big enough to be a platter under the model on the table. Once you have it the size you want, put it on the table and put the model on top of it. Feel how things have changed. The model itself may change as this aspect of things is added. Try adjusting the size to see if bigger feels better or if it wants to be a bit smaller. Fiddle as much as you like until you have it feeling just right. Don't use logic with this, but your feelings and inner knowing. Then move on to the next aspect and the next until you have everything there. If you have difficulty producing things with your hands, your personal guide or animal guide can bring them to the table or you can invite the item to come join you and they'll appear. If they aren't what you'd imagined or quite what you want, ask your guide why. It may be because you simply weren't specific enough in your request, or it might be a clue to other factors which are influencing the situation. Keep going until you have everything there you wish to work with. Don't just accept things with a shrug. This isn't a lesson and things aren't happening to teach you anything. You're the artist and this is your masterpiece. It should be what you want, so make sure you work through it until you have everything to your satisfaction. Also remember, personal guides and animal guides work on a speak when spoken to rule in your room and take their cues from you. So if you don't expect them to talk, they won't. If you expect them to act like a mime, they will. And if you assume they'll speak to you in fortune cookie riddles, they're more than willing to do so. However, none of this is necessary. Speak forthrightly with them, be respectful but clear, and assume they will be as well. This then indicates and even gives them permission to do so in return. Also, make sure to ask your animal guide if there is anything external, weather conditions, ocean, river, what have you, which you haven't thought of, but which needs to be accounted for with this project. If there is, they'll bring it to the table. You may be surprised at what appears as often we're unaware of external factors influencing the situation. Or they may make suggestions about things you could consider adding or removing before you begin. 
Sometimes these suggestions are like peers making sure you've considered all the angles, and other times they're like the partner in a game trying to give you as many clues as possible to help you find the answer to the question. It's up to you to find it, but they're doing their best to give you every chance. As you add each item, you may need to adjust the size or position of things to feel like they're in harmony with each other. One thing might need to be larger to counterbalance something else, and so on. You'll know when it's complete and correct because there'll be a little click, and it'll start glowing, like it's a light bulb which is turned on. Once this is done, the manifesting has already begun. In real time, the Akasha flowing into your body is now encoded with this process. Your body will already be vibrating with this, sending out waves of manifestation from you moment to moment. If you want to enhance the effect, hold your hands in the glow of the object. You'll feel yourself being flooded with its energy, like reverse Reiki, where the energy is moving through your hands up your arms and into the flow of your life force. Allow yourself to return to your body and be open to the synchronicities, opportunities, and transformations which are already underway. As things unfold over the next 72 hours, you may want to go back and adjust things. If you're getting job offers with no salary, or ones with too much stress and too many work hours, then go back and change the mix a bit. Like tuning in a radio station, sometimes it takes a few tries to get it just right. If you want to anchor the process here more completely and enhance the effects of your work, it can help to replicate your object in real life. The process of making your item, diorama, physically pulls the energy more fully into your body, allowing the process to shift from willpower-driven into an organic form of its own. It's a bit like the difference between paddling on calm water or surfing a wave. Calm water won't impede your efforts, in fact allows you to move with ease, but you're the one propelling yourself forward. With the wave, you're maneuvering yourself onto water which is already moving in the direction you want to go. So you go faster, and it's hopefully <laughs> more fun. Now, if what came into being in your Akashic room when you were working on your project was a solid ruby plate as a base, that an extensive mansion whose walls are made of gold bullion, it might not be feasible to exactly replicate things here. Unless you're a billionaire, which in that case, go for it. But what you can do is get a red platter, take cardboard to paint it metallic gold, and build things out. The energy from the object in your Akashic room will flow through this as you're creating it, which will infuse the object as well as you, and this will create what amounts to a radiant energy source. Students are often surprised the first time they do this, because they can feel the energy, like Reiki, begin to flow through them, just thinking about how to source or create the various pieces of the object, and the more they put things together, the more they feel it not only in themselves, but in the item they're creating. Once complete, the energy will be continuous and self-sustaining. One thing to keep in mind with this if you adjust things in your Akashic room, which you should as the process unfolds and things need updating and enhancing, you'll need to do this with the physical model as well. Once the manifesting is complete, you can go up to your room, thank the object, and either take it off the table to set some more decorative in your room, like a dollhouse, or you can let it go like letting a bird fly out of your hands. Don't disassemble your object as this will reverse the manifestation project and tear down everything you've brought into being, leaving you with the bits and pieces to deal with. Honor what you've created by letting it live its full life. It'll dissipate on its own when it's time or become part of something new as your life unfolds. The physical item can be kept as an art object, or it can be disassembled to be used for some other purpose. 
If you don't want to use the pieces any further, you can dispose of them by burying them in the earth so they could be claimed by the mother. And that's all the time we have this week. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. Thank you to my patron of honor this week, Nisha Modi. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it by subscribing on Patreon. You can join in patron-only classes, see all my other offerings, and get regular updates about what I'm working on at patreon.com slash Thanks. Bye.